I'm not homeless or toothless, but I do live to chat. <laughs> In this town, there's nothing less posh than overly discussing your friend's esophagus. Wait, <laughs> I can't believe we're still, like is AG gonna have another esophagus themed episode title? Why can't we get away from the esophagus? You know, for the esophagus to be as small as it is, you'd think there'd be less space to talk about it. <laughs> Truly, I don't know that an esophagus has ever been at the center of this much drama before, at least in the, like, the pop culture universe. But you know what's funny? <laughs> I felt like as I watched Beverly Hills, I was like, yeah, this is more like it. I'd rather be discussing an esophagus than some of the things that we've discussed in previous seasons. Maybe not the length of time that we've been discussing it for, but I mean, it just feels a little lighter than some of the past dramas. Okay, I have a different reaction, but we need to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you first. I have a similar, but ever so gently adjusted iteration of what you just said. So welcome to Andy's Girls. It's episode 499 and three quarters. <laughs> I'm not yet ready for 500. So the countdown, we're inching our way there, literally one inch at a time. I'm so excited to be joined by return guest co-host, news and entertainment journalist and pop culture expert, Richie Sky. Richie, how are we? We are delightful. It is a nice little snow day here in the District of Columbia. And I just feel like it's cozy. This is the perfect day for a podcast. I just love it. I love it. I Listen, I'm recording in a robe, so truly nothing has changed from any other time <laughs> I'm recording. But we'll blame that on the winter weather. Um, I do think we should maybe dive into BH because I totally see your point. Like I, I, there's something wonderful about talking about whether or not like Anna Marie is an asshole versus how many orphans did Tom Girardi defraud? You know, like. If we're weighing the two, I would rather yell, I guess, about Anne Marie, Anna Marie, whatever, she doesn't even know, about Anna Marie than I would about whether or not Erica gives a shit about victims aside from her own victimization. So it's like, all that being said, like, I'm sorry, Anna Marie is so fucking annoying and i just feel like the <laughs> reunion is gonna be her like tripling down it's just she's just too much for me yeah she's interesting i i don't i, I don't get you know i'm married to somebody that works in in medicine as well yes. so you know for me it's this conversation it just as i'm watching as because i'm making him watch it with me so as he's being forced to watch <laughs> and we're dissecting this situation. I mean, even he finds it strange that this is a topic of conversation that's being carried on through the episodes by someone who works in the medical field. And it's just kind of like to then to then say, because someone disagrees with your stance on it, that that person is jealous because they didn't take the opportunity to go into the medical field like she did. 
a la Crystal, mm-hmm. it's just, it's baffling to me. Like, you can't see the difference between Crystal defending her friend and basically reminding you of what you said. And because you don't like it, you're turning that around to make it seem as though she's jealous of you because you, you dared to go all the way through medical school. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Yeah, from the purposes of for the purposes of jealousy, I mean, if I was looking at Anna Marie's life and Anna Marie's husband versus Crystal's life and Crystal's husband, I mean, and like goals and careers, like apologies, I guess, to doctors everywhere. But Crystal has created a pretty nice life for herself and apparently has this like threat. We don't really hear about it ever, but like has this thriving like coconut water company and like is doing all this stuff professionally also on housewives that is also lol a job like it's just if we're looking apples to apples i don't know how many people are going to choose the crab apple you know what i'm saying i, I don't i don't either like i don't want to work um <laughs> i don't want to work i don't want normalize not wanting to work I don't. So in my mind, I'm like, girl, you can take those <laughs> credentials all day long if it means you're going into an office. I don't want to do it. Leave me out of that equation and that conversation in general. Girl, nobody is jealous of you. Actually, the only thing I am jealous of is Anne Marie's arms. Like those are arms, like those are muscles right there. Like, and I'm like, I mean, I consider I work out, but Anne Marie, like her arm is as big as my head. Yeah, but for all that strength training, she seems pretty weak. So <laughs> great for her arms, not so great for her job on this show that we happen to be watching because she's so full of shit. And I hate the fact that like, I don't know if this is just like normal sensitivity or whatever, but I hate the fact that like in talking about Anna Marie, I feel like every single time I have to say, just to make it perfectly clear that like I love nurses, <laughs> nurses are everything because <laughs> I think most people in the universe understand that nurses are literally heaven sent angels on earth who like do so much of the emotional and physical labor involved in medicine. Not to take anything away from doctors, but just to say that like yeah. normally from a patient's perspective, the person that you're in touch with the most yep. who really sort of understands the reality of what you're dealing with emotionally and otherwise is a fucking nurse. So like, I don't, I feel pretty comfortable dragging Anna Marie and having people understand that like we're team nurse over here. But I just think she's so manipulative that she's already kind of making this into a thing. I think her whole thing at the reunion is going to be like, if you don't like me as a person, then you don't fuck with nurses. I don't, I don't know if I'm looking into it too much. I just think she's so, she has such poor strategic decision-making. And also she seems just like such an inactive listener that I could see her grabbing for like whatever is closest to her to Mm -hmm. use as a defense. And it annoys me in advance. Maybe that's unfair of me, but I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I think one of the difficulties with, I think just eh, some of these shows, particularly Beverly Hills and like maybe in Atlanta, I think specifically these two shows is that it's difficult to cast new new housewives mm-hmm. for these two shows specifically. You look back at some of the attempts in previous seasons, Diana, anyone? Oh, well. I mean, 
you know, I feel like Anne Marie is kind of suffering a little bit from some of the same things that Diana suffered from. And I feel like I don't know why she would take this road. You know what I'm saying? Like, did she watch the show before she came onto the show? And if so, this is how you plan to make your mark. Like, that's questionable to me because I know less about Anne Marie and I know more about Sutton's esophagus as a result of Anne Marie. Um, and it's funny that Anne Marie, I was watching one of the, um, one of, I don't know if she did an interview. She talked about, you know, Sutton not opening up. And I'm like, girl, what are you, what show are you watching? Like, I feel like I know a lot about Sutton. I know as much about Sutton as I feel like almost as I know about maybe Kyle, right? When Kyle is choosing to be honest about this marriage. That aside, I I'll leave that for another day because I kind of <laughs> feel like to a certain degree, I think that there's a there's a there's an issue that I have with Kyle in, in this season. And I, I I don't know if I can articulate it in the way that I want to. However, I just find it odd that Anne Marie has chosen to go down this route as a housewife. It also reminds me of Ineka on Potomac to a certain degree, because I feel like we know more about your conflict than we know about you. And that's a problem for me because when the housewife comes in, I want to know all about their lives. Like, I want to know, like, give me, I want it to be sexy. And maybe it's because I want every new housewife to feel like Lisa Vanderpump. And I know that that's not going to happen, but still give me some of this fabulous life that you had to have like displayed for producers in order to qualify for being on this show. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I wonder how much of that stems from the fact that be as a result of Anna Marie's choices, people just don't want to film with her or it would feel incredibly inorganic to be like, all right, well, time to go for a luncheon with, I guess, Dorit, LOL, or Garcelle or Erica. But like, who wants to do that? What would what would there be to discuss if she only has one focus because she has misunderstood her job on Housewives or she just honestly sucks? Like, I think maybe this is Anna Marie. Like, maybe the Anna Marie that we're getting into is someone who is constantly reactive and explosive in the way that we're seeing. Like, she just can't let the mouse go. Like, maybe that truly is who she is, someone who genuinely thinks they know it all and are prepared to say that to every single person they've they will ever potentially meet in their life like maybe that is who she is she might not be a lady who lunches because like who wants to go get lunch with Anna Marie she probably would have been better served as a friend of the show yes I think you just you just solidified that in my brain for me like she would have been better served as Kyle's friend and why didn't that happen? Why is production, why did production continue her being full time if literally this is her only storyline? Like it doesn't make sense. Probably, I would imagine that there was some level of what do we do now that Lisa Renna is gone? Huh. You know, we don't have Lisa Renna, we don't have Kathy. Those were two of our biggest sort of plot points last season and Lisa Renna for as much as we all kind of loathe her methods mm -hmm. for moving story she was a mover and a shaker 
And I feel like Anne-Marie came in and so she kind of provided that assistance for Kyle because Kyle has, for whatever reason, uh, is sort of, it seems like she's slowly distancing herself from Dorit in this interesting way, both on the show and on social media or in her interviews. It's, it's, it's a very interesting Beverly Hills this season to me. What did you think of Anna Marie's apology at the end of the episode to Sutton? The whole, like, I'm sorry for my part in this. <laughs> I did agree with Sutton. I mean, what your part in it, you were, you were the issue. <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. I mean, I just, I, again, I know just being married to someone who works in medicine and then being surrounded by, you know, his friends who are also in that field, none of them are dissecting anyone else's issues while we're out at a social event. None of them. Never seen it happen before. Okay, like it, it's 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 highly uncommon. And so when I listen to Tiff Dr. Tiffany Moon, when I listen to Dr. Nicole, their responses, they're right in line with anybody else that I've had this conversation with because I wanted to find out like is this is this something that you would do and everybody no who would do that nobody's doing that yeah weird and it it is weird and I feel like she's kind of trying to back away at the tail end by saying I'm sorry for my role in this which to me implies that there is more than one person playing a role and maybe she wants to suggest that that's Sutton, but I don't think she does. I would be curious to see how Anna Marie plays this at the reunion, because if she's paying attention, she should see so far in the season that Kyle is going to throw her under the bus as soon as humanly possible multiple times. So like, what do you think this is going to do for you if you don't clearly state First off, that you misunderstood what was happening and took Kyle's perspective and weird, ill-informed jokes as medical science. So that's number one. That's on Anna Marie for, like, deciding that Kyle Richards is Grey's Anatomy. Like, that is 100% on Anna Marie number one. Kyle as Meredith. I mean, Kyle, <laughs> listen, in a world of black and white, Kyle is doing some Meredith Grey. So, like, I don't know what to say about that, but... In addition to that, if you decided that you wanted to be Kyle's plus one, you wanted to be the friend of in support of Kyle, then you need to make that clear that you were either taking Kyle at her literal word, which is ridiculous to me in terms of what Anna Marie has done with it. But also the fact that you felt an allegiance to helping her on the show. Like, you need to say who else had a role in this. You need to clearly state that. And I just don't think that Anna Marie, it's like she's too smart to be this stupid, but like also maybe she's dumb. So I don't know. I, I don't know how she's going to play this at the reunion. My guess is like not well. I think she's already throwing Kyle under the bus because mm -hmm. I feel like I saw, I don't know if it was the after show clip or it was an interview where she basically alluded to it being Kyle who was the person who initially mentioned something about it being as a result of an eating disorder. Um, that was another thing that bothered me because the mere the mention of that to me, I was like, you're mentioning this to someone who has told us that she has dealt with this before. So 
it, it's just the cavalier mention of it and playing around with and toying with it to someone who seriously knows you're going to and later on deny that you said it. It's just a little odd to me. So it would be I it wouldn't be um, too far from the realm of possibility for me that she would throw Kyle under the bus and say uh, what, yet again that it was Kyle who initially joked or said something about the eating disorder. Yeah, it kind of just goes to show you in a world in which we idolize people with advanced degrees. And listen, an advanced degree is great. Working in the medical field is great. But it doesn't mean you can't also be ignorant. And it it's a sign of how people can go to doctors and get terrible medical advice or not be uh, diagnosed in the proper way or or go to someone who they feel like isn't listening to them and can't understand what they're saying, refuses to even. It's a great example, I think, in Anna Marie's case of someone who is likely very talented in her field. I, I, I assume I have no reason to have an opinion on that because we haven't seen any actual examples of it. I've just seen examples of who she is as a person and they're not entirely positive. Like she is not capable of listening to people. She is interested in weaponizing an eating disorder against and toward literally anyone who, um, God forbid, makes the decision to disagree with her. And for her to go from repeatedly saying, on episodes and on the after show, she quite clearly says Sutton should be an advocate for people who also have eating disorders, but she's not doing that kind of work. Like she's not being a good um, person for people to look up to is so ridiculous for so many reasons. And it's so duplicitous and it's so manipulative. And so for her to then turn to Crystal and be like, well, you're the one that said she had an eating disorder. I don't even know if she knows that she's actively lying at that point or she just only believes that her reality is the actual reality. But I would just think that if you're in any kind of field that has to do with people's lives, you would potentially be opening to hearing other perspectives that you don't think that you're like literally Jesus Christ superstar. But maybe she just feels that she's above everyone else. Like maybe she just is so used to people who trust and respect her in a specific field that they're going to feel the same way about her personality outside of a doctor's office, outside of an operating room. And that is a dangerous territory when you're on Housewives. When you believe that your word is God, people are going to very clearly and probably easily bring you back down to earth. And that, that just made me think maybe that was her way of sort of saying look, this is how I fit into this group. You know, everybody else has their diamonds, their rosé, Dorit has the fashions, Kyle's sort of the nucleus of the group, Erica has, you know, Tom. Um, Garcelle has the acting career, Sutton has the money, Crystal also has the money. And look, I am in a medical profession. So that's my contribution. That's what makes me on the same level as you guys to even be worthy enough to, you know, party with you guys and hang out with you guys. That's what makes me worthwhile enough to be here. Some people use that as their leverage or their way in. And I feel like maybe that's what she's doing. And maybe that's why she's sticking to her guns about it. But the apology to me, um, excuse the pun was hard to swallow. 
It was. And it's like, I, I know of, I mean, who doesn't know like arrogant, obnoxious people in their lives? Like everybody has someone. Sometimes we are that person that we're talking about. But like I, the people that come to mind just for me in my life aren't people who work in the medical field. She reminds me of people that I knew in politics where it was like, God, you're so fucking annoying because you think you know it all and you think because you work for an elected that you are the elected. And I'm like, you're not. You're just someone who talks to this person who's in a position of power in like city politics. Like no one cares about city politics aside from, I don't know, like people who are following politics and God bless, like that's great. But like aside from like your little circle, like your value, your currency is based on the environment in which that currency is being used. People maybe inside that world can see that you're obnoxious, but I would say much more significantly, the people out of it are going to look at you and be like, why would I want to spend time with you? You're not fun. You're acting like an elitist. You think you're much smarter than you are because you're not displaying your education around how to like talk to people. The emotional intelligence is missing. So if you have great like educational qualifications and great intelligence in your in your field, but probably other nurses might not want to grab lunch with you, what are you going to do in the field of housewives in which a social EQ is going to be extremely important? Unless mm-hmm. you want to come off as a piece of shit, which is like all fine and good, make a splash, but you're only going to have one season to do it because no one is going to want to fuck with you and you're not producing good TV. It reminds me when you said that initially of this sort of interesting aspect of living in D.C. with with regards to politics because oh my God. Uh, D.C. is such a big like, well, what do you do type city? You know what I'm saying? And I know that... I. I I always I always feel so conflicted about that question because sometimes asking that is a general question about like, hey, well, what, how do you spend eight to 12 hours out of your day? Like that informs me a little bit about you, right? Sure. But then there's also the idea of, well, what do you do in the sense of, you know, politically, where are you in the hierarchy of government here in DC? The same way people in LA, it's, Whereas in D.C., it's what do you do? In L.A., it's, well, who do you know? Right. So I I feel like there's some equivalency there with regards to sort of how she is lording her medical degrees over the group. And it's not working. It's not working. It just doesn't work. It's not working because it feels like she knows that she doesn't have anything else to talk about. So she've decided she's decided that this is her thing. So it's like. Well, whose fault is that, that you're not curious about anyone else but yourself and your own opinion? Like, whose fault is that? This also brings into mind a statement that I've, I've, I've said, and it's a little, I think it's a little, it's a little thing when it comes to casting new housewives. I think you always bring in two. Um, I think that makes the, the transition a lot easier for the audience as well as for the, the new cast members that are coming in. When you just invite one new person into the party, it, it it's always a little awkward. But when you have two, it takes the pressure off of both of them. And why do we think that didn't happen? Like, it could be of a, a full-timer and a friend of. Like, why was it only Anna Marie? That's a great point. Um, I'm not sure, to be quite honest with you. My, my guess is... 
because she came in midway through the filming, I'm I'm assuming that maybe they saw the footage and they were like, mm, we need to, we've, we've sort of taken care, we've wrapped up some of the issues from last season, but we need something fresh because maybe there was nothing happening. And I use the quotation marks, right? Because that's a common term we hear, right? Behind <laughs> the scenes, there was nothing happening, right? <laughs> so maybe that's how they felt, like there was nothing happening. So we needed somebody to inject something into the show. Um, quite frankly, everything else, to be honest with you, I'm actually enjoying about this season. So am I. I like don't, I I am enjoying this season. Like, I don't, I know that people are like, blah, 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 because I think Amory's like taking up a lot of the oxygen in the room. But like, listen, babe, a lot of that, take me to an oxygen bar. Because like, I feel, I feel good. I feel, I'm into I it. I do too. I'm into it. I was watching this past episode and I was just smiling while I was watching it. We were back to the homeless and not toothless. And, <laughs> you know, it just felt like all was right with the world. <laughs> Talk about arrogance to start a nonprofit and be like, let's celebrate the fact that these people do not have home, do not are houseless or unhoused, I think is the phrase that uh, some people like to use. Um, it's just to focus on the fact that like, great news, they're still in the words of the organization homeless. They just now have teeth. I mean, fuck. Like, and we're not supposed to like, LOL at that. That's such a shitty. So I saw someone post that like, they said to like, G, whatever the robot is, the AI, G chat thing, whatever, GPT, whatever the fuck. Like they said, like, can you suggest other names for a charity aside from homeless, not toothless? I forget which account it was. And the little chat robot, internet explorer, altivist ass Jeeves thing, like did like five or six names and they were all good. But you have to, you have to have somebody who's in charge of your charity who's not like, kind of a piece of shit like we shouldn't be proud of the fact why couldn't you do both why couldn't you partner with a charity like the beverly hills version of like the bowery mission like work with an organization to help people have both teeth and an apartment why are we sticking <laughs> to one like why are you making us choose that's ridiculous that's insane to me that's nuts you only get one you only get one. <laughs> Honestly, what would you choose? I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not. A home. <laughs> but like your teeth are. Your teeth can lead to like significant, serious, serious medical stuff if they go untreated. Like you know, I mean, the, the open yada yada and the you know. True, stuff. but it's like, why do I have to choose? You should not have to choose. The fact that they are making people choose is like, or that they're not providing an op. These are all like extremely, I know that there are dentists involved who donate their time and God bless. Like we we love a dentist, but but can we not also partner with an organization that's like doing other stuff? Could it not be a two for one? Here's the thing. The reality is this. If you are homeless and you get your teeth cleaned or fixed, you are going to still need extensive dental work. If people who don't know how dental work really works. It's not just one it appointment. Is, it's not just the one appointment. Right. And let's just say you take a homeless person from off the streets and then you do provide them with that dental care, right? When you look at the dental plan that's gonna that it's going to take to rectify most of the issues that are likely there from perhaps years, even maybe months, but let's say years of not practicing dental health, that's going to be a lot of work. So if they're going to be providing you with all of this work, which typically happens over the course of time, 
and they're going to be helping you maintain that, then I think it's okay. This is this is kind of good. But basically, if you're just, hey, we're going to fix your smile and, and then send you back out into Skid Row, I mean, that uh, the work was in vain, my friends. It was. Yeah, especially if you're like developing a relationship with your patients, like where what's why are we setting limits on the relationship unless this is a tight title only situation. But I'm sorry, like even just based on the title, if you're saying the name of an organization, people immediately start laughing like this isn't really a laughing matter. Like we want people to have safe, healthy lives. We want everyone to have that opportunity. But like, Again, what fucking dum-dum decided to like name this organization this way because it is an LOL and it's like not funny. Like we want to help people, but I don't know if your mission statement is based on the way that you're looking at how to name this organization. Like, sweetie, who's on your board? I know um, William Jamie H. Macy. Jamie Lee is Curtis. There. I know Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> William H. Macy. I did enjoy the fact that he did not bring Felicity Huffman with him to that event. I was looking forward to seeing her. We haven't seen her in a minute, but um, I want to know what she talk about education. I mean, listen, those are people who are really focused on making sure their kids get the best um yeah it was kind of a, I was happy to have the organization I mean listen I'm a dick I guess so I was happy to hear the name of the organization again because it's so ridiculous Same. so Same. it's Dorit's best work is pretending that she paid for this event she was a sponsor she was on the step and repeat as was Diana but she's not I, I mean like it's nice of the organization to allow her to play a significant role and I guess the look of the event I noticed they called her fashion designer, but in my mind, I'm like, well, is she still doing that? That was on the step and repeat. It's at Beverly Beach by Doree. I don't know if that's still around. I mean, it was because I I forget how they have given awards to people. I guess it really kind of depends on the event because you know it's being filmed for Housewives. You would think, I mean, obviously, if this event was not being filmed for Housewives, it would say real. They would say real Housewives of. Of so Beverly I'm showing you yeah, a, the, the website doesn't work. <laughs> the web there's nothing here. It says something went wrong when I type in Beverly Beach by Dorit. Um, the store is unavailable. It lost its teeth. Um, you know what? Yeah, I think I someone I remember someone saying it was like maybe not great. Oh, okay. So if you Google it, the thing under the website or whatever says reopening soon. Get notified when we reopen our store. Enter your email. So, you know, she hasn't mentioned it. That's not a part of her story. It is unfortunate that they don't have a placeholder and that when you literally go to beverlybeachbydurate.com, it says something went wrong. I mean, tell me about it. What happened? The store is unavailable. I think it always was. What can I do? Return to the previous page. I mean, give Dorit some direction. There should be a placeholder here. You should have should be. A... There should be something there. And when yeah. you go to the Instagram page, there's nothing there since November 9th of 2020. So I just kind of feel like, you know, was this for the story of it all? I mean, yeah. And if obviously. so, I don't like that. I, 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 listen, I understand that housewives need something to do. I understand that you may want to potentially take, I don't know, um, you might want to take advantage of the opportunity. But I just think when it when when I look at it now, and you can't you can't do this to me. 
You can't say on the show you're the fashion designer, put Beverly Beach by Dorit onto the step and repeat. Then when I go to your website, there's nothing there. It looks crazy. <laughs> and I'm over it. I am over it. She can go. She can go next season. Love her, but she can go. Sorry. I, it needed to be said. I don't think there's any way she'll be back full time. Like maybe friend up, but who's she even going to filming with Kyle? She'll probably be back. But I'm just saying for me, like, let's. Well, I don't know, because knowing how hard it is to to cast for this dang on show, That's true. I, it might be easier and cheaper to keep her. But at the end of the day, I just feel like I, li- I like Dorit. I don't dislike her. OK, I feel like she is a nice woman. But, you know, in terms of her contributions as a housewife, give me Camille and Denise. I'm sure they take her check and do it just fine. <laughs> Who cares if she's nice? I'm that's the and that's the thing. You know, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you're a nice woman, but my neighbors are nice. Right. That doesn't mean you that I want to see them on television. Uh, yeah. No. No. It's I want to be entertained. And entertain and, and Camille and Denise would entertain me. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really try truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villarosa. Introducing Home Threads. 
where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. Also, you know, Housewives doesn't it, housewives isn't run like the supreme court like there are term limits like yeah. the term is limited to when you stop being good on this show and like when we can stop sort of taking advantage of your badness like they can exploit someone being a terrible housewife in many ways that's what's happening with anna marie like her badness at this is has become her storyline she is not good at this and that is who <laughs> that is her job on housewives is to be consistently bad so but Dorit is kind of like a nothing burger, and that's just unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I know that you did say you wanted to, to be continued about Kyle, but considering the fact that we had some Mo happen this episode, some Mo trying to make jokes, but nobody's laughing, I, I do want to hear a, a little bit about how you're feeling. Yeah, you know, for me, what was interesting also, too, was seeing Erica talk about how Kyle needed to be eviscerated is the term that the outlets are using at the reunion. And I don't really think that's what she meant. I just think that she meant that, Andy, I hope you press her for information. I think what we're seeing from Kyle, to me, is a bit of gaslighting on the show, right? Because she's on the show. I noticed that when two different people ask her about her relationship, she gives two very different responses and they seem to be a reflection of how she feels about each person. So when Dorit asks about her marriage, it's a kinder, gentler, I'm still not going to tell you anything response. When Sutton asks, it's how dare you ask me anything or imply that something is wrong. But the problem with that is that we know in real time, girl, you guys are, it's, it's, it's half divorce. It's, it's half separation. It's half, I have morphed into Morgan Way. Uh, like what? Like girl, what? You can't. You cannot pretend as though there's nothing wrong to the people who are there. Had she at answered 
Sutton's question, the first time Sutton asked, it never would have turned into a thing. Never. But the way she kept trying to dodge Sutton and then flip things on Sutton to take the attention off of herself, it just made me feel like, girl, like you, this is, this it to me is the highest form of gaslighting because now you're not only trying to gaslight Sutton, you're trying to gaslight the audience who actually knows what's happening because we see it in real time. So that's the disadvantage that Kyle has on this show this season. And part of the reason why I feel like Erica's like, no, you need to you need to press her the same way that you press me. Granted, two separate issues. But I still agree with what Erica said. Yeah, I think one of the issues that Kyle is sort of challenged by, which is sort of on her to own, is the fact that it appears she has a lot more trust on like behind closed doors conversation with production than she does with the cast. But she's like assuming that through the process of Housewives filming Osmosis, the cast will have a better understanding of her situation from production like just from the idea of like well we're filming and i've told some of these people what's happening but maybe like she's done that many months after the fact uh, but with others they should just kind of know to be sensitive to it but they don't have the um access to the kind of insight and vulnerability that she shared in confessionals they're just mm -hmm. looking at what Kyle herself is saying everyone has questions about, which is when she shows up at an event with Mauricio. Also, sidebar, that edit was so funny because, like, she's saying everyone is looking at her, and I have no doubt that she's right. But the camera then cuts to the edit, then cuts to just like paparazzi or whomever on a press line just randomly taking photos of her, and nobody is like whispering, Oh my God, Kyle Mauricio. So it's like, this is not a great example. But like, in the corner of the screen, you can see fans with cameras taking photos of them at the press line so i don't i'm sure that what she's saying is accurate it's just the edit made me lol i what can you do here she's obviously in a difficult at a difficult point in her relationship with mauricio and people are going to want to talk about it and she's saying how dare you discuss it but she understands how the show was built and run. It's like you're asking for conversation to happen and then you're upset at the discussion points, but you yourself have led the conversation to this point. So why are we mad at the people being like, what's happening? Exactly. That that's my that's my biggest question. And I think it is more, I don't know. I just kind of feel like she has this sort of defense about this idea of Mo cheating and maybe it's PTSD from the LVP and the articles and all of those things from years ago. Um, but I do think that an honest response to the questions probably just would have served her better. You know, we are having a really, really difficult time right now. I don't know where we're, where, where we're headed. Um, and this is the first time I've ever been here. So I'm having a hard time navigating it. And I've been leaning on this new person in my life for support a lot more than I have with anybody else because I feel like she understands me at this point now. That took me less than 30 seconds to articulate. Why has it taken her so long to even remotely? And do we still know what's going on with her and Morgan? I mean, I would say it's none of our business, but I mean, it kind of is because you're on this show and we're supposed to be talking about your life. and. If I see you talking about this person who you're giving to, mind you, okay, I don't, I didn't even know that you could just pick up a, and I'm somebody with a lot of tattoos. 
But I did not know that I could just go to my tattoo artist and say, hey, give me that pen. Let me let me slap some designs on somebody. I didn't know that they would allow you to do that. I don't think you can. I think that's like something that sometimes celebrity do celebrities do. Like Justin Bieber has done that with his tattoo artists and like random shit where it's like, oh, I want someone to put something stupid on my arm because they're famous. It's like that's yeah, I don't think that's a I don't think that's oh, wow. technically legal or whatever. Yeah, I think you have to be licensed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's not great. It's it's not great. The the mo of it all. It's it's hard to sort of pretend to be in the same place that you were maybe years ago. Uh, when it comes to upset over rumors of infidelity, because at that point it was like, not only are these not real, but like I don't care about them, but I do care if you joke about them on camera. And now it's at the point where Kyle is not looking to. Mauricio to fill that role in her life. She's not looking at her spouse to also be a caregiver in that way. So maybe she'll drop in passive aggressive jokes about, as we saw in the trailer for the season, about how, you know, the rumors of infidelity were usually about him. Like, I don't know how much of that we're going to really get. We saw much more severe examples of that when more Ramona was going through her separation and then divorce from Mauricio, the idea of like, we can't talk about this. But then when I feel like I'm able to and sort of allowed to by my partner who didn't want me to discuss it, then I'm going to mention it all mm-hmm. um, and write a book. Uh, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know with Kyle. I know that she posted, she po- reposted a clip of the after show of, Garcelle and Sutton, I think, talking about all things Mauricio. And she posted on stories and said, I wanted to clarify this. I did many times then, but I guess I need to again, which LOL is her saying it's the edit. She said, Mo offered, this is in regards to why he didn't attend the Lorene um, event. He said, Mo offered to cancel his trip multiple times, even though there were many people involved in this trip. I told him he did not need to do that. The date of the event was changed last minute and none of the other men were attending. I had a lot of support around me that night. It's not fair to put that on him, which is what she's saying on social now, but not what she said during the episode. That's not what she said in the episode. It's not what she said in the episode. So to sort of blame the other women or say this is the edit versus like this is how I felt. If she wants to, I I guess she's saying I did also say this and they didn't use it, but... I don't know. I I think she's saying something differently here. And I did think her referencing the fact that no other men were on at the event was interesting because Mo also said that. And unfortunately, I guess for Kyle, or maybe there's a passive aggressive intent or intent here, or, or maybe not, maybe it's nothing. But like, I thought it was interesting. He said that on camera, too. And I thought him saying it on camera was establishing the fact that because no other husbands went, it's less bad that he didn't attend. Like he's making clear to us that he wasn't the only husband to att- to not attend. But my thinking is nobody else is married to Kyle but you. Like exactly. PK, if PK wanted to attend or didn't want to attend, if the cast husbands were invited or weren't invited is is neither here nor there. The point is that your husband, who had a relationship with this person, did not attend. If he had work obligations, 
I don't know. Mauricio has a lot of responsibilities for a lot of people. He hi- he hires and is responsible for a lot of people. That being said, I would put this at the caliber of a family emergency or a funeral. That's the way Absolutely. that other women are talking about it. It's a celebration of life. If your wife's best friend, who she considered a sister, died, and there is an event, a memorial happening where her the best friend's family is going to be there, her mother who's assuming that Mauricio is going to attend or at least asking if he's there. This woman's Lorraine's kids are there. If you you are at the if for no other reason building this empire, if that doesn't give you the ability to say, listen, you guys are all very skilled. I trust you. Whatever this deal is, you can do it without me. Or saying I have a family emergency and I want to attend, then what is the point of owning your thriving business? If you can't say, and if he's saying, if Kyle is taking on on behalf of him, well, he has a lot of responsibilities. There are other people there. The date change, I don't give a shit. This man has access to private jets. Like, if he wanted to be there, he would be there, which is different from you wanting him to be there. So there are two issues here. One is whether or not she, felt like she needed him there. And she does say during the episode, if he had just surprised and shown up, that would have been great, essentially. And also, did he think he needed to be there? And I don't care where they are in their marriage. They are still a family. And for Mm -hmm. him not showing up to support her and support his kids who are also there, this woman who is essentially considered an aunt, you're not there to support your family. I don't give a shit. I don't care how big a deal it was. He is too successful to not risk losing a deal to be there for his family. I just, I think that's like, and that's maybe unfair of me, but welcome to Andy's Girls. I've got to take, it might be hot. Like, I don't know, raise the temperature. It's cold in New York. Maybe we needed some warmth. Like, I, what do you want from me? He should have been there she, for her to now pretend like it's weird to talk about the fact that he isn't is ridiculous. It's disingenuous. It's disingenuous. And I think that's part of the reason why I don't trust that we will get anything real from her at the reunion, because I feel like this is a prime example of the gaslighting that I was talking about, wherein you're telling us one thing in the episode and then you're explaining it away on social media. And so when I go back to Erica pointing out to Andy that you need to press her the same way that you have pressed me in the past, and Andy's looking like, well, huh? She answered all the questions. Answering a question and answering the question, I just feel like Kyle can provide an answer, but is she answering the question that you asked? And then are you okay with it? Because the audience is not gonna just be satisfied with a generic answer that really doesn't provide a response to the question being asked. That's a problem for me. And I feel like I don't trust that he is going to know the difference because I don't always feel like, you know, bless his heart. I think he has a lot going on. I don't think he is. I don't think he's there in the trenches and willing to say. That really doesn't answer the question that that we really have that the audience is wanting to know the answer to, because otherwise that's that's what the reunion is for. Yeah, and I think he has like a lot of empathy and sensitivity, especially for people that he has relationships with and he's known Kyle. They've been together since the beginning on this, on Housewives, yada, yada, yada. All that being said, I mean, sweetie, you know, 
people are annoyed and you don't have to agree with that annoyance, but like she does deserve to be in the hot seat, like for her actions, the fucking esophagus, like everything else. Her answering questions is important. That's good. Also, this isn't a legal case, so it's not like I can't. I have to. My lawyer is telling me to shut the fuck up. Like (laughs) we're talking about a divorce and relationships and whatever else like he I I just hope that he doesn't do the thing that he did in Bethany versus Carol where oh. maybe it's because I don't think it's the same situation too because it was sort of like all against one a little bit at points which I'm also fine with but like Kyle does have support in the cast so it's not going to get to that point of that level of vitriol but but Kyle should be uncomfortable like if Kyle is not uncomfortable viscerally uncomfortable at that reunion when it comes to like some of this stuff like it it can't be three questions like we really need to get into it we need to see throwbacks of her talking about other people's relationships her saying this is your job this is your responsibility which isn't to take away from the fact that obviously your gut instinct you're going through shit in your marriage it's not going to be like yeah I want to talk about this and answer awkward questions like of course I think anybody's instinct is going to be to back away from that and maybe say you don't have the right to ask me these questions like people are complicated they are they're going to contradict their behavior when it comes to their own personal interior lives i think that is a human defense mechanism and response but people have the right to call it out and andy should be one of those people doing it ideally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i also think that again i'm just just taking a lot from watch what happens live this week um i wish that erica had had these questions for kyle during the season because I think that Erica, Erica definitely plays it safe when it comes to Kyle. Um, interestingly, Erica has this very strange dynamic with saying provocative things outside of the show to, about the people that she is closest to. But on the show, she does not give us that same energy. She can give it to everybody else. But she doesn't give it then about their issues. So I I wonder why that is and if it's performative because maybe she needs to make a splash and make story happen outside of the show so it can translate to what happens on the show. I don't really know. All I do know is that I like what she said, but it's strange that she didn't say it in, in the season. Yup. And wouldn't it be great if someone brought that the fuck up? Because she also had some shit to say about Crystal, too. Like, oh, it's three years too late. Like, say that someone you should be saying that in the moment. Why are you not saying that in your confessional either? Like, either say that stuff in a group setting or don't. But then you're just doing the thing that you're accusing the other people of doing, Mm -hmm. which is like hiding behind not saying how you actually feel. Or as you said, um, saying it on Watch What Happens, like well after the fact, it's a lot easier to prance on the stage at BravoCon and have like a snide joke, which was a phenomenal uh, moment, by the way. I'm not taking away from it about Dorit and PK because it's easier to be shady and perform in that way. Like Erica constantly reminds us she's a performer. Okay, well, when you're filming these group dynamics, perform. Yes. So stop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, listen, we've talked for almost an hour about Beverly Hills. I do just need to get your thoughts on Salt Lake. Sure. I mean, how are we feeling? The Part two, I mean, my goodness. I'm going to give you my just overall level of curiosity at this point now about the Monica of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we go from here with Monica? Where do we go? I mean, really? Like, let's talk about next season because, I mean, clearly Salt Lake is 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 in a rhythm. And that rhythm being reunion in January, 
filming in February, March, throughout the spring. So I would imagine that just as soon as this is done, we're going to start filming the new season. Based on what we're seeing now, how likely is it, do you think, that Monica will return? And so that's the question I've been asking myself and I want to ask you. But my thought is, and I'll tell you what I what I think first, um, I feel like we did jump the shark a little bit with Monica. And the reason I say that is because it has created a very meta sort of environment for Housewives, right? Wherein someone who was a fan of the show mm. was able to sort of infiltrate the pearly gates, okay? <laughs> because, you know, Housewives is all about what? Behind the gates, right? Yeah. And so she was able to infiltrate the pearly gates of, of Park City um, and infiltrate this world where she has now become a central figure. I feel like production had to know. I, you cannot tell me otherwise at this point. I feel like production had to know. They knew about the cease and desist from Jen to Monica. I feel like they knew all of the goings on. So I feel like now at this point that we've jumped the shark with Monica because it's no longer it's it's like it's like someone it's like one of us, you know, becoming a housewife. Monica was us. Literally, Monica was us and now we are housewives. Now we are in Park City. Okay, fine. I feel like now it's production's job to Let's take this further. We haven't seen this on a Housewives show before. So now we got to see it through. I want to know, while I know the women would have their reservations about ever filming with her or being around her again, I feel like production now has an obligation to let us know how the story plays out. The difference between Monica is us, though, and Monica being us is that we are public. Like, we bear the burden of having uh, an opinion and people getting mad at us about it. And like, knowing who we are like this is you truth. have your name on your content i have that my name true. on mine we're not anonymous accounts and there's valid reason why people go anonymous for reasons having to do with professional repercussions safety whatever lawsuits depending on what it is that they're posting like all of that is fine and good i'm not taking away from it but like at least we we do the thing that's tough to do which is like saying i'm putting my name on what it is that i say my name and my face my name and my face. That's a great point, too. Like, it's so with Monica, she because she wanted to maybe access information about Jen. We'll get that on part three. Like, what did you have access to these drive bys her with her house? How whatever else? Like, how long did she continue a relationship and communication with Jen while doing this content creation or before doing this content creation? That is that's those are questions for Monica to answer. And maybe we'll get an honest explanation, maybe not. But it's it's hard at points to hear her reasoning because so much of what she said, it's hard for me to trust her perspective. But I I don't know that that's necessary. Like, I don't need to believe her. I just want to hear her like mm. I don't need to believe what she's saying. It's. I don't think the audience does either. I don't think that's the question that production is asking themselves when it comes to her coming back next season. I think the question is like, does this friend circle LOL work? I I think everybody can agree it currently doesn't. I don't know that you can repair it. I don't know how many people are going to be open to hearing her. It's possible that there will be people who are open in the cast who don't 
carry the level of vitriol that like Heather does, for example, or who else is really mad? Angie. And I guess Lisa. Lisa. Like <laughs> essentially the right side of the couch is really fucking pissed, aside from Mary, who she's Mary's kind of I love Mary, but Mary's ornamental <laughs> to a certain degree. Mm. She's kind of nice to have in the mix because she's providing she's providing a level of comic relief. And I sort of understand that role a little bit better now having watched this season. Although some of the moments with the sun were like mm. very cringy to me and I did not want to hear them and I don't want to hear them ever again. Um, but I do feel like that to me is not enough um, of a, of a, of a way in because, you know, Mary exists on her own planet and Monica is trying to be in with the main girls. If that makes any sense. Of course it does. And it's also hard to be comic relief if you don't have a sense of humor. Like we saw that during the reunion. She does not understand jokes. She does not understand the difference between light teasing meant with like love and or affection or just it being light and like not really anything versus someone coming for her. She cannot differentiate between the two. And that is not comfortable viewing. We saw that yeah. when she was on Watch What Happens. It was people were like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. It was not good. It was very uncomfortable and awkward. So and she was there with the like, I mean, how do you make that like to me? I mean, I guess it's just considering what I think about her. How do you make that uncomfortable? Because I feel like she'd be the easiest person to riff with, if that makes any sense. But I think you'd have to be a riffable person <laughs> to make that work. Correct. Like, I think there's a difference between being between being oblivious, which you could say it applies to Kelly, Clore, and Ben Simone at moments and having a sense of humor. Like Kelly to me has a sense of humor. Mary does not. And one of these people is working. <laughs> season. Like Kelly to me on Girls Trip worked. Mary, I get it. I get the moments. I get the going to the drive through. I get like the other stuff. I'm not saying that's not funny, but I'm saying it's it's not funny. Mary's not funny. What Mary does might be funny, but Mary's not funny. And that, that does that not have difference. staying power. It does not have staying power on this cast, which for this season to me was very funny and entertaining. I'm not saying that Mary doesn't deliver that, but I am saying she doesn't understand it. Yeah, I think that Mary has to be produced um, and edited. And I think in a, an edited and produced Mary is is a lot more functional for the show but when you take her out of that element where it is heavily produced it is harder to find the comedy in the things that she's saying and doing um in terms of do they bring who do they bring back outside out of the core five at this point you know what do they what do they do are we casting someone anew you know, are we bringing Monica back? Do you want to see Monica back? Because I know that you said earlier, like, you didn't necessarily feel like you had to believe her. I am a firm believer that I must believe you. Because if I don't oh. believe you, I don't I don't enjoy your character. And I was talking to Carlos about Sheree on Atlanta Housewives. I don't believe Sheree. I don't really believe Marlo. So it is very hard for me to watch their scenes with any level of like, oh, you know, like hopeful that, you know, Santa Claus is going to deliver the presents. You know, with them, I know it's my mom and dad writing my writing my name on the presents. You know what I'm saying? Like the magic is gone. I don't believe anything that you're saying. You know what I mean? 
So to me, I need to believe something that you're saying in order for me to even even think about recapping the show. Because if I don't believe you, I would rather believe, like I believe that Kyle really does in her mind think she's right in how she's moving. I believe that. So I can I can critique that. I can we can talk about it. We can dive into the nitty-gritty because that's sort of psychological to a certain degree. And I get off on that, right? But <laughs> if you're just pretending, why am I talking about this? I don't want to talk about that. That's like, no, get that off my screen. Wait a second. We don't want Shiva back. Shiva? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think she provides very little value in terms of believable storylines. I guess I maybe don't always need it to be believable. I do. See, I think there's a difference between delusion uh-huh. and me believing something, right? Like, there can be a delusional housewife, which I feel like sometimes Sheree exhibits that, which is perfect for a housewife, right? But I also think that there's an aspect, like, the whole Sheree and Martell of it all was so incredibly fake to me that I'm like, once you do something like that, now I know, like, oh, I should just be watching Melrose Place because at least that was good. That was good acting. You're not even giving me good acting at this point. So if you're not going to even bother with like trying to like, you know, like if you're not going to try to sell it to me, then I don't want it. I just don't. But I feel like that's a trademark of Housewives at this point is people lying about their relationships. Like Sonia, Sonia, Harry Dubin, Sonia and Rocco. Like we've had good Housewives. But I think that's different. I think that different? She was only doing it for the TV. She was only doing it for the cameras. I think that Sonia sold it to us. Like, I felt like, I felt like she was selling. I felt like Sonia (laughs) believed in her delusions so hard. You can't tell me she did not think or she did not sell that she was in a relationship with Tom. Wait, Sonia? Luann? I'm talking about Sonya because Sonya's argument with Luann was that she was with Tom first. Oh. And Sonya was willing to die by that. I always believe. When Sonya tells us she's had sex with someone, I always believe her. But when it came to the Rocco thing, it was so... It, when it was like... It was either the Rocco or Harry Dubin, the ring. Oh, it was Harry Dubin. It was like Sonya got a ring that like Ramona was wearing or whatever and pretended it was an engagement thing and had them do a fake engagement. That was only for the cameras. That's not talking about... I was fucking someone that Luann started dating that I a hundred percent believe but when it came to like let's put on a show for the cameras so that it feels like I have a storyline like I-, I don't know like the Martin I just thing, feel like she I- sold it better she may have sold it better but I didn't believe that it was real and it did and this is just a different experience it didn't impact anything aside from me being like lol this is fake with Sheree and Martel it felt like such a nothing burger because the stakes weren't terribly high except from like I was happy it was fake it seemed fake because I don't want Sheree to date that man so for for it to come off as like very manufactured thank god like some of these relationships when they don't feel real I'm like thank god they don't feel real because I don't want to believe that it's real I want better for her but I think when it what to me what has happened is there's so much of it on the shows nowadays that I feel like back when Sonya was doing it, it really didn't. It felt like there's still some TV magic here, right? Yes. With yes. with Sheree and Martel, and then you had Marlo and the man she was allegedly dating, 
And then you had the man that Kenya was allegedly dating. It just feels like y'all can't. There, listen. I don't believe that Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, Rudolph, and all of these people are in the same show. Like, you can't tell me that. Like, no, I don't believe any of you. But Kenya has always done that. The unfortunate only exception is, like, to me, Mark. Like, everyone and else now it has become too much. Is... Why now? It was so much. It was so much worse before. So much worse with Walter. You ever feel like? Um, you ever had a day where your nerves were frayed? Every day of my life. And that and that one last thing just took you over the edge. I think that's how I felt. This thing, the thing with Sheree, it was the one last thing that took me over the edge. And I'm just like, you know what? You can go. You can leave. Okay. So <laughs> who do you want back from Atlanta? There are all these rumors about like there's gonna be a cast call. Like, who do you want? Who do you want back? Um, Portia and Simon. I think Candy and Todd. Um, I personally like Kim and Croy, uh, what? Tamar Braxton, right? Yeah. Tamar Braxton and her Whoa, man. Oh, this is chaotic. Okay. It, it, it's chaos, but I'm, I'm, I'm making it so that there are couples, um, who not to say that there can't be anybody single on the show. I would invite Kenya back also because I feel like she knows how to make the yeah. things move. Yeah. Um, and she's good. She's fun. She's funny. Um, and Outside of that, I think we sort of cast a little open net to see who else, you know, works in the Atlanta area. But I think bringing back Portia would inject some of the fun that we've been missing. Um, I think the Tamar and the candy of it all, they have their issues. I think that Tamar would also provide a good counterpart for for Kenya, as well as Kim Zosiak, who has some tumultuous issues going on right now, but they need her and Corey need to be in separate homes. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see how these things worked out amongst the group. And then the only way I feel like Sheree would be valuable then because she would provide some glue for the, for the Kim of it all. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't need to see Sheree in a relationship. Similarly, I don't need to see Giselle in a relationship because I just don't believe either of them. So just give me the truth of whatever your life is at this moment. Like, I'm dating or I'm not with anybody, but these are the things that I have going on with my friends. There's nothing wrong with that. Totally agree. Um, I don't think Kim and Croy should ever do anything together should. ever again, except for co-parent, which seems like a fucking dream at this point. I think Kim needs to focus on her Poshmark right now. We don't need to give her a reason to continue to truly destroy the future financially of her family in order to pretend to display a life that she quite obviously, I would think, inarguably cannot afford. I don't want to see Kim doing glam for several <laughs> months because I know that they are not paying their electricity bill based on court documents. So it's like I I need her to, you know, light twirls on, go to Con Ed. Don't don't go to Bravo. But here's the, here's here's my here's my sort of rebuttal to that. We saw how Erica was able to work through her issues. So, and I felt like they were way more severe. Now, granted, what Kim and Corey are going through a little is 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 definitely toxic. But would it be of value to see Kim potentially bounce back? 
Yeah, but Kim needs to, for that to happen, she needs to recognize that there is a bounce taking place. Kim is still <laughs> doing the whole, none of this is true, but P.S., I've got a, a used Gucci bag from maybe five <laughs> years ago that I'm selling for $80,000, but I am totally fine financially, but also here are some wigs. Like, <laughs> sweetie, like we need to recognize the bounce. We need to recognize the bounce. You know what I'm saying? As Monica would say, touche. <laughs> touche on that. <laughs> Richie Sky, you know any opportunity to have you on AG is one that I treasure. Can you tell the AGs where they can follow you on social? Any recent interviews that you've done on your YouTube? Mm. Driving Metropolis, all mm. that and more? Yes. Um, you guys can follow me at DJ Richie Sky on Instagram as well as the YouTube. Um, my most recent podcast that I did was with Carlos King. We did discuss the Atlanta sort of reshuffle game, the magical chairs of Atlanta. Um, and then I am in the throes of deep edits for my book, The Wickedest Wives, uh, book number two. It's called A ambitious reality it will be out i'm thinking in april and where can people pre-order um i will have the link available for pre-order i think next week i just got the cover back um i did one cover like months ago but you know I, in striving for perfection i was like this is not it and so we have a new cover so i'm super excited about that so i would say about like maybe next week and anyone who's ever had rounds of graphic design knows that that is a journey. That is a journey. A journey. A journey. Um, well, I can't wait to read it. I'm excited. I'll repost whenever you post put the link up. Um, I'm excited to share the pre-order because, guys, we have to support our content creators who are writer girls. We must support. We must pre-order. We must buy that book. We must read it and talk about it. Um, listen, speaking of things to discuss, a new Andy's Girls Patreon episode is going up this weekend with your satchels of gold, your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things housewifery and more. So if you have any last minute satchels, please DM them to me on Instagram at Dame Gab. You can also follow me on Thread, same handle, and listen to those episodes at patreon.com slash Girls. Richie Sky, a pleasure, a thrill. I really, I am still, I am still shaken about Sheree. But that is, that is my cross to bear. Like, it's just, what an episode. What a convo. Thank you so much for coming back. You know how much I love hearing your perspective and your takes and um this was an absolute delight and guys thanks so much for listening and we will chat with you soon Bye bye, bye.